The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go! You're wasting time! Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is Jakey Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Frank. Welcome to Pottercast 235. Woohoo! Five. Two, three, five. It's it. just a special number. <laughs> we made it. Another show. We did it! We, we did, did it. it! We did, we did it! it. All oh, right. God. Wait a couple months till we stop podcasting forever. I know. Oh, I usually make that joke, so it must be real. You, you know, it must be real, and I just, have to, I just have to wonder, like, do we get somebody every week? Is there one podcast, podcast listener every week who hears that joke and is like... <gasps> No, or are they on to us now? Write us and let us know if you're on to us or if we really got you. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, if, if you've just recently started listening, let us know that too, because that would be... I might so, welcome to Pottercast, where we talk about nonsense. Cool. So yeah, hi, everybody. I know. How is everyone doing? Do you want me to tell you what we're doing this week? I do. I want to hear. Okay. What's up this week? We'll get to that here shortly. Also, a whole bunch more of these super fun. We had too much fun with this last week, so we had to keep it up. Quick fire cannon conclusion. Last week, of course, was our Valentine's episode, so everything was themed about love and cute little things like that. But now everything's back on the table for our old general canon conclusion. And then uh, Frankie has a special segment we're going to get to later in the show, and then we're going to wrap it on up. All right, moving on with uh, so huge news, of course. J.K. Rowling just tweeted all about the ninth Harry Potter book. No, it's only John. Half there's not an eighth Harry Potter book yet. Guess, guess. That's what makes it that much more interesting, Melissa. Yeah. Because <laughs> like I'm skipping a book. We get, we get two gonna, books. I'm going to release a book, and you're going to have no idea what's going on. It's not <laughs> funny like that. It's the ninth one. Yeah, that actually would be funny if she did that. <laughs> There's something else on the horizon that they may be paying atten- attention to in not the most um, pleasurable ways. Um, an unauthorized film of the life of J.K. Rowling is to start production here in March. Raise your hand if you wanted to be in the room when J.K. Rowling found out about this. Oh, man. I don't understand what that means. <laughs> what? Unauthorized film. An unauthorized well, they yeah. have to say it's authorized. Yeah, just like the, the unauthorized what will happen and Well, here's the thing. It's not an it's not an unauthorized film. It's it's an unauthorized biography of J.K. Rowling. It's not an unauthorized film. Is I didn't look today. Is the leaky news article is the title unauthorized film? Yeah. Well, that's technically incorrect. Well, <laughs> the I mean, film is a film. It's authorized to be a film. It's not authorized as a biography. So it's a it's uh, a it's a film. <laughs> we're making this movie. I don't even right. care. We're not even gonna care. do it. I don't even care. Don't I even care. tell us we can't. It's a film about the uh, the the life of J.K. Rowling, but it's that? unauthorized. There's only there's probably like like a hundred hours worth of biography like interviews straight from her mouth that have been on the news since two thousand. And there's a real biography out there. There's a real documentary with her. It's not a yeah, biography. Yeah, that's what confuses me because like did they, whoever's doing this did they not 
see that? I feel like the only way, reason that this could be happening is because they want to like include things that would be less than flattering, if anything would exist. Like Not only getting, that. getting into her marriage with her uh, first yeah, husband. With the journalist. Yeah. And that's probably really worrying for Joe sure, yeah. because she's, she's really shied away from saying anything about that guy. And that guy has not been shy about talking. So an unauthorized film means they're, they probably will be talking to that guy and he'll be able to have a, to have a yeah. platform. Maybe they'll oh, talk has he been about, vocal? Maybe they'll go to yeah. Laura Mallory. Maybe they'll go to like, anyone who's ever been in a lawsuit with her. Well, he hasn't been particularly like vocal in terms of frequency, but he did once claim that he was responsible for Harry Potter, which is a complete yeah. Oh my god, poor jo- like yeah. And the pl- the thing is like it's not even that like it means it's going to be unflattering. I mean, she doesn't want to do a biography. She hasn't commissioned anybody to do a biography. She hasn't written an autobiography. It's not. But she sort she- of made that already, though, right? Like the year in the life or whatever goes all yeah, the way through her eight. childhood and everything. No, and it was, it's it's, it's a, it, she kind of yeah I, yeah she kind of. She touched on things of her childhood, so it's not yeah. like a biography. The, the per- pictures, but that was like, it. Was a very retrospective year for her too, because like she yeah. finished a book series that took her ten years of her life and she skyrocketed her to fame. You know. Speaking of films coming out, you guys, we have big news, of course, for fans of uh, Half Blood Prince and Order of the Phoenix, which I suppose is everybody, unless it's like your least favorite of the books or movies. Which the Ultimate Editions are coming to DVD in June fourteenth of this year. How excited That's are you guys? Do you know how much behind the scenes and like crazy cool stuff these things are filled with? I'm kind of withholding so I can watch them all at one time. That's gonna take you like a whole weekend, doodles. That's what I do. I turn I turn movies on or TV series on, and I draw, and I just bury myself in my room, and it's lovely. Mm. Anyone can enjoy them any way they'd like. Here come June fourteenth. You can pre-order them now, I believe, on Amazon. Actually, you can check the link on this post if you want to pre-order those. Uh, that would be awesome. And yeah, um, I'm excited for those. Those are like huge, big things. And you know, I wonder. Do you really think they're gonna like? Like introduce the ultra editions at the end of all of this. That's like every single ultimate edition with like an hour more for each one in like a huge trunk. It comes with a live snowy white owl in a cage. I don't know about a live owl, but um, probably a trunk with a live snowy white owl. Come on, Jay. I mean, like if they find some way to come up on like like a lot maybe of a synthetic owl. What if, be a what if they owl? just charge like two hundred grand for each? each thing and it came with a snowy white endangered owl you know it's, <laughs> you know it's illegal to own owls in our country yes it's not in yes Canada. it is all right well um is that it for the news this week or do we is, have i think oh. we're wrapping it up other than um well actually we'll get to the hpa thing in the wrap up right. so we can do cool. we'll see you guys what are we doing next day oh gosh you guys this is probably my favorite thing we do on podcast and it's a little thing we like to call quick fire cannon and conundrums yes what's my segment oh frankie you do you just wait Everybody just wait for Frankie's segment. I'm probably going to have to wait, huh? You're going to love it. (laughs) Frankie's going to doodle something, and we have to guess what it is. On a podcast? Just just from the sounds of his pen. Of the scratching? Yeah. No, that's not the damn segment. That would be stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Was this your brilliant idea? No, no, not at all. All right. (laughs) <laughs> all right. Well, well what is next? Like he's Jay? drawing a hippogriff. All right. Well, this is time to do some quick fire cannon conjuring. And yes. some of you guys have emailed us because we love it when you email us and tweet at us, of course, at Pottercast or at staff at Pottercast dot com. Some questions, just random cannon questions, because I don't know about you guys, but when I get together with my Harry Potter friends, something that we enjoy doing 
is just throwing around random like what if questions or like theory kind of canon questions about stuff and i like that some of you guys do that too so I, that is my favorite thing to do <laughs> isn't it fun or it isn't fun i do it but i think you're being sarcastic no I nev- do it. no he's not, not frankie never loses his joy de vivre for this stuff i love it i yeah. love it well i'll just go ahead and dive right into it though he'd be a little bit if you're just joining Pottercast for the first time, a canon conundrum is um, a, con- a conundrum having to do with the canon or any kind of what-if question or whatever, and you guys can give them to us anytime at staff at pottercast.com or tweet at us, or we especially love when you leave us comments on our Facebook page, which is just facebook.com slash Pottercast. I'm so yes. glad that we nabbed all of those when they came available. This first one comes from a sweet little girl named Jessica, which has a very odd, oddball question. She wants to know, basically, what would go into the uh, taste of someone's polyjuice potion? Could it possibly be affected at all by their diet? I think it's more their character than their diet. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. You think so? So if someone like, yeah. ate a bunch of spicy foods all the time, like they wouldn't have any kind of spicy um, polyjuice? <laughs> I don't no, think so. No, I think... I think Ginny might be spicy because she's kind of like she's, she's not one to take because she's spunky. Yeah, she's spunky. <laughs> That's so funny to think about. So like, so who would have like? Is there such a thing as having a good taste in polyjuice potion? Yeah, yeah Harry does. Harry does because uh, uh, right. Hermione's all like, "Oh, you you tasted good, Harry." <laughs> no, it's the most awkward lines in the whole book. No, she said she said you taste much better than crab and goil. Yeah, or whatever. yeah, and then like and they then, kind of have like a what what what. She doesn't say that. One of the other one of the other ones does. Wait, does she say that? Because she, yeah, she she says something about his. No, the, she says you may, you taste much better than Slytherins. I think I think that's what she says. Not Slytherins. Well, she hers was well, hers was a cat, so she yeah, can't. It must have tasted gross. But she she just says you taste. I think she just, it, she makes it independent. She doesn't compare it. Later, she takes Bellatrix's, and that she said it tasted horrible. What would have happened if when they made the Polyjuice potion instead of putting in like the hair at the end? They put in like a phoenix feather. I think the same thing would have happened. It would have been painful and half. It's not meant for animal. Tra- like it's meant for human. What about if you would have used a hair from Remus? Then you would have been Remus. But would you have been like part werewolf too? What do you think? Do you mean a werewolf hair versus his ho- his hair? Yeah, after uh, he if it was really werewolf hair. If it's werewolf hair, then I think it's an animal. Yeah, and you can't and you can't do it. And uh, I I yeah, and it's just like how. I wish they would have approached the like they would have approached the whole like what happened to Bill a little more because he got mauled by a werewolf when he wasn't turned. Mm-hmm. Like that's really interesting. Like I'm like, ooh, Here. what did that mean? Wait, I found it. I found it. Hermione, when they when they put the hair in it, it turns a clear, bright gold. Hermione says, "Ooh, you look much tastier than Crab and Goyle, Harry." Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That would be your homework. <laughs> and she catches sight of like Ron's eyes bowl. and says, oh, you know what I mean. Goyle's potion tasted like bogeys, Funny. which I guess Ron must have said because Hermione didn't taste it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. She's got a cat. Okay, I'm oh, sorry. We were talking about Harry's polyjuice looks like Felix Felice's. Oh, it's just gold. It's gold for Gryffindor. It's the purity of his, of his character. And it also might mean something in alchemy, which it, oh, that's right. alchemy, you get to full enlightenment at gold. You know, it's gold. It's here, it's red, white, and it's red, white, and gold black. is the gold is the ultimate aim. Oh, so okay. If yeah, yeah, yeah. you try to go from base metal to gold, and gold is basically, I guess it's a little nudge, nudge it saying that Harry's a fully a full hero now. 
I would really like to hear the pundits talk about that, actually. Yeah, that'd be I just think we need to get the pundits back on here. It's been way too long since they've done an episode. I got an idea for a quick fire, kind of Oh, jeez. Uh, okay, go ahead, Frankie. This is just me thinking off the top of my head. It does deal with sorting, so forgive me. Uh-uh. Um, it would be fun to think about, like, let's, for example, like, what if Luna was Hufflepuff? Or, like, we, have we well, talked I, about secondary houses? But I can't, but doesn't that, it just changes the person so much that I can't. Well, I don't know if it changes the person so much. It's just their choice had a lot to do with it. I mean, would it have been so different if she was in Hufflepuff? I mean, it would have really been different if she was in Gryffindor because they would have seen her more often, I guess. But Yeah. I think of the houses that she'd be next, she'd be Hufflepuff for sure. I think so too. Though she's really brave. I mean, we can't She's that. brave, but at the same time, she is just very sensitive to other people's needs, you know? And loyal. And she's, oh, she's super loyal. So I think, but that was kind of a, I guess that's a quick one. And then Harry, do you guys think Harry's secondary house would have been Slytherin? Yes, for sure. Yeah. What if What if the Horcrux wasn't at play? Or the, no, 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 the, for sure. The because Slytherin isn't about being evil. Slytherin is about being great. And Harry... Oh, you know. I like that. Good distinction. Good division yeah. right there. I approve. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it means he's like would do anything, but he is when he's got his mind on a goal, he he gets it done. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It is about achieving some pretty great things. All right. What do you think, John? Hermione's easy. They even talk for Hermione's Ravenclaw for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Ron Hufflepuff. Yeah, I know he wouldn't like hearing it, but Hufflepuff. Yeah. What's yeah. my secondary house? Hufflepuff. I would argue that I think your I think your primary your your secondary house is definitely Hufflepuff. I know you don't like that, John, and I apologize. But. Hufflepuff is a great house. Nobody should. I mean, yeah. what about no. what about my secondary house? You, I think your secondary is Gryffindor. Yeah, your secondary just is Claw. Just because of how you interact with Muchka. Wow. I'm not that afraid of cats. Take... There's no bravery involved there. It's foolishness. Well, they're very close. That's true. They're, they're very. They're flip sides, man. They're, they're cousins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you you guys will be very happy to learn that Luna, the kitten, you guys helped name after tour, hates me. Oh. <gasps> she, she, makes, she makes. No. She makes Muchka look like my friend. No. I am not, I can't walk around the house without her growling at me and hissing at me. Well, she I think me. she remembers the time that you put her head in your mouth. No, 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 no. I have a picture of it. No, you don't. You put her entire head in your mouth. I did not do that. And then you carried her around the house, like holding her by the back skin on her neck in, in your teeth. I did not do that. Yeah, it's like you were the mom that, of the lion. And I have seen that no, you guys are lying and putting words in my no, putting cats that, in my mouth. We're <laughs> we putting cats in my mouth. There's a picture. <laughs> Sorry, Frack, but there's a picture. Anyway, but that that she didn't hate me then. She liked me when she was a kitten. It's just because I don't think she liked my my, my brother too much before he moved out. And then when I moved back in, uh, one time she she like bit me, so I I ta- like kind of tapped her on the nose and it no, and then that that sealed the deal. And so now she hates me. Oh, sorry, Frack. But at the same time, I'm not going to let a cat bite me. For no reason. I pet her, and she went out and bit my hand. I was like, no. So now she doesn't bite me anymore, but she hisses at me. So she learned one lesson. Maybe she'll get over it. Uh, Maybe it's because you're now, like, invading her space a little bit now. Probably. It's just, it's just funny because of all it's, – it's the greatest insult in the world when a cat does not like me because I love cats. Do Wait, we do you think, think you used to be a cat in a prior life? I don't – no. No, I don't think let's, so. Let's, let's assume for a minute you believe in that. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you think it would have been likely for you to be a cat in a prior life? Just say yes so we can move on. <laughs> That's all I want you to do. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I like the extensive way that you had to work around the fact that it's like, yeah. no. You're like, let's just assume you're going to say so yes. Good. So let's move on. <laughs> Don't pull the card on. <laughs> let's just assume you said yes. Okay, bye. Oh, good lord. Melissa's well, secondary house is definitely Ravenclaw. Yeah. What well, you guys get to be like the two coolest houses? Why is just why out is around the fact that cool. I'm Ravenclaw Gryffindor and Gryffindor Ravenclaw, and you're like, like you're a Hufflepuff. You're Hufflepuff. Why is you're Hufflepuff? the other end of that spectrum. There's nothing wrong with that. What's the primary quality of a Hufflepuff? Loyalty. That's a Gryffindor. No, no it's bravery. Not. John, you need to read the books. I, you know, yeah. I read them a while ago. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, claw come out. <laughs> I heard, oh, I heard that tone. Yeah. I heard that tone. It went. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how many times have you know should you have read the books at in 2011? If you're considered like a hardcore Harry Potter fan, I haven't read them at all in 2011. No, I'm saying by 2011. How many times should you have gotten through them by now? Okay, I'm going to confess something to you guys. And I think I've, made this, I've said this in the past on the podcast. I've probably only read read, like sit down from the book read. I read them all at least once. And then I think five, three and, five, three and four, three, four and five I've read twice. Mm. But I've listened to the audiobooks countless times yeah i think i'm in so the I, same boat like i like i listen to those on a regular basis because i love listening to them it's great it's great like I'm when i'm sitting in traffic i love it just helps me relive everything i love it love it love it and those are countless times i listen to them yeah. and they don't get old so i've heard them a lot but i mean I've, I've i've experienced the stories many times but i haven't had that intimate like reading sitting down quiet time with all of the books in a long time yeah. just because like i said before reading is very hard for me yeah, definitely i think i've read all of them at least once and I've read one um, a couple more times than that, and three a couple more times, and so I've read seven twice. But then like, I listened to all of them in the U.S. audiobooks once, and then I got a hold of the U.K., Stephen Fry, and I've listened to those. Like, Do you have? I've never heard the U.K. version. I want to get those uh, from you. I really enjoy Stephen Fry. Nothing against Jim Dale. I've never no, heard. Nothing against Jim Dale, but I, I think I like the Steve Fry ones just a little bit more as well. Never heard the Steve Fry ones. I want to hear those. Oh, they're so good. Let's give something new and excited to listen to about it. Yeah, so I'm going to do for the before the summer. So I can... <laughs> All right, we have to get back to our listeners' uh, Kenneth and conundrums here. Yes, this is kind of fun one though. It might have a pretty quick answer from Drake here. He says, "Do you think a Muggle could sneak into Diagon Alley by tapping the bricks with a wand?" Yeah, no. They need to do it with a wand. I mean, Hag- Hagrid, I guess, used his wand slash umbrella to get through, but. Hagrid, can we talk about Hagrid and his magic for a minute with his wand? Sure. With his yeah, broken that, that, wand. Didn't, that didn't go anywhere. Like that, the, Harry's like broken wand is totally useless. And they they purposefully snapped his wand in half when he was expelled. That shouldn't work at all. But do you think maybe he like kind of used the but look um, at, part of the umbrella that's, you know, like the pole of the umbrella and somehow like strapped it onto that so it would maintain its... 
I'm just, well, I think of a wand like, like a fiber optic. Wand kind of worked a little bit. Bronze wand was taped together. Harry's wand wasn't that it wasn't in a wand format. It it was the ma- like the magic of it was yeah. broken because it wasn't a full you know. Do you think maybe there's a possibility that Dumbledore got the maybe. wand repaired a little bit and then just disguised it as an umbrella? But doesn't Ollivander say I've never seen a wand in that condition repaired? Well, it, maybe it's a new wand then. No, but he says, I have the old pieces. And Ollivander's like, oh, well, surely you don't use them. And he grips, his own, he grips his umbrella really tightly. I think this is a plot hole. Could be. Because mm. it is a very cute image to have him using an umbrella, you know? But yeah. Ollivander being giants. concerned about it, that's good because, think of it like this. If Ollivander's a wand maker, he has a very kind of specific view and context for wands should be used. Probably a purist view, too. A purist, yeah. So he's like, oh, no, you could never use it like that. And yeah. so, like, in his point of view, because... It's just like, why would you? Or maybe because it could be so that? dangerous. Yeah, and it could. It probably is dangerous. But so, uh, yeah. Ha- uh, Hagrid isn't the most cautious person out there. But the whole diagonally brick wall and everything, like, I feel like it was a perfect way for him to get in in the first book and everything. But it doesn't yeah. seem like that that portal is used very often. Like, there's so many ways well, to get around. Well, they probably don't use it very often, to be honest. And that's no, no. I think they use it a lot. Um, that's like that's, the. Well, but that's like a, also a very small amount of magic. But I'm talking about other magic, like like Hagrid speeding up the boat, encouraging his his pumpkins to grow with an Engordio charm. You know, like that, like that, that kind of stuff. Sure. You know, like here, Ollivander. Here, I found the quote. It's on uh, page uh, 398 of the British edition. It says um, Ollivander has all the trembling hands. Harry placed the two barely connected halves into the into his palm. Now they're barely connected. They're not even snapped. It's not even snapped in half. He says, "No, I'm very sorry, but." A- one that has suffered this degree of damage cannot be repaired by any means that I know of. And th- when they come to snap your wand because you've been expelled, like they, pro- I'm sure they do it properly. Yeah, it's not just like an accidental. Unless uh, uh, Dumbledore term. being. Oh wait, how old is Dumbledore when that happened? He wasn't. He wasn't like anybody in charge then, was he? He was like a hundred and or no, he was like sixty or something, seventy. So was he? Was he someone Transfiguration that would have been? Would he would he would he would have had the responsibility of snapping the wand, and maybe he refrained from doing that? No, I think it was the ministry. The uh, ministry comes to snap the wand. I would love to talk about like the actual what you would consider the the, the um, properties of a wand, and like the how like the wand works in this universe. Because like, you have like the core, obviously. Oh, I love the wand. Channels. Much. I would think I'd, like the core is what's channeling the magic from the wizard, because it's like a magical object in of itself. And, like, the wood is, you know, kind of, um, you know, that uh, directs it and basically it will, it'll focus the magic outward from the end of it. And it just makes me wonder, like, how necessary it is to have those, a wooden, a piece of wood as the material to do that, to do that focusing. Like, if you could make, like, a staff or you could make well, some other mm-hmm. method of... Yeah, like why is it a wand? I think the cores are probably the most important versus the wood. If you took a wand, took out its core, I don't think it would really do anything. Mm, It'd be like painting without a paintbrush. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, spell? Could you like? No, I'm just saying it'd be it'd be as like it'd be hard if if you have a handful of paint. You know what I mean? It's like there's color there, but and you might be able to do something with it. I would but think that would be, be like to- what it would be just to be using the core without the wood. Because then it's just like a bunch of magic coming out. It would it'd be messy. I think it would be messy. Definitely. It's just like, yeah. I, I honestly, like, I under, I kind of, lim- I don't limit my understanding, but I kind of approach my kind of like understanding of the whole magical world through like art yeah. and how 
like that's why the the wand cores are important because like if you were to give me oil paints I would have a hard time drawing something but if you give me watercolor I'd be fine at it I'm better I'm more yeah. suited for that and so that's why the core kind of suits the individual person and the same thing like say if you were to give me watercolor without a brush it'd be very hard to use that watercolor properly it would just stain my hands and get all over the place but if I have the brush to steer it and direct it and focus it then I can use it to its full potential. So I know it's different because it's magic and it's not real, but I kind of I kind of broach the situation in that way, and that leads a lot of like that leaves a lot of room for just even like look at Hermione's spells compared to like Harry's spells and or Ron's spells. It's like they both like if you had three people draw a door, each door you can probably communicate. Oh, that's a door. That's a door. That's a door. But you can argue that that door is drawn better, or that's just a drawer I, you know, I prefer, or you know, it's yeah, just definitely. it would look totally different. It looked totally different, but it's still a door, you know. Yeah. And so, and just it's like in the sixth book when uh, Dumbledore says it's just it's just Voldemort's style. That's his style, yeah. and it's like, oh, that's what kind of brought that to mind. I'm like, that is true because like I could look at someone like someone's artwork, like when I was teaching. I could look at my students' artwork and know if they did that or not. Like, oh, that's, that's, he didn't do that, or she did do that, you know? Because you get familiar with how they approach the problem and just their language. Yeah. And so it's, it's interesting. Definitely. I think it was also cool because I think they referenced at some point um, cooking in the magical world with magic is still, it's not just like there's a cake spell or whatever. Like, like Molly had things that she would make with the assistance of magic but that had the touch of being from Mrs. Weasley. Yeah. And she was really good at it. And, you know, Hermione trying to cook later on, too, even using magic, she couldn't quite do it like Mrs. Weasley, but, you know, obviously she probably didn't have the same experience, but... Yeah, even like... So it is very different. There is a style involved with the magic. Yeah, like when Tonks talks about cleaning up Harry's room, how she can't get the socks to fold like her mom does. Yeah. I think it's a little, like, hook at the end, whatever. And it's just, like, she still got the job done, but her mom was more effective at it, you know? So it's just, it's really fun. I love that there are all those those variations. It's so much fun. It just makes us feel so much more authentic and, like, so much Well, think about all the woods that that, that there are in the world and how possible, how many wands you could probably make from all those woods. And those cores and the length. And, and the all the course. different, yeah, all the things that play in the fact, the length, the core, the type of wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, all and Ollivander, like, what an art form, you know? Yeah. It's just it's being so sensitive and intuitive. Yeah. It is like, if you look at, like, Michelangelo always said when he sculpted, like, he was just releasing the sculpture from the marble. Yeah. It was like, it was that. in there already. And I was like, oh, ugh. It's so I feel like that's how Ollivander feels, that he's just encasing a perfect piece of... Of, of of magical power, it's put. He's putting it in its rightful yeah. place. Yeah. Though so I still think it was a little misguided of him to use a human bone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why would you shave <laughs> down a <laughs> whoever would pick that that wand? Was just I made not a, good news. I made a comic strip about that. Goes, you that. look evil. You did look I, evil. If you're bone. Did I ever tell you about that? When I, uh, you, you know, when you guys put my uh, I pants, I can pants you now comic strip on on. Yeah. I made another comic strip I never sent you guys about Dumbledore being at Ollivander's with uh, Voldemort and holding that <laughs> evil, that wand, and then like have like when he held the wand, you know, like how Harry the light shined on him, like having like this ominous like happen, and then uh, Ollivander whispered over to Dumbledore like, "Keep an eye on that one." <laughs> <laughs> Got a, another Kenneth and Clendrum here from uh, Kevin, who has a very very interesting point here. Would Harry have been prosecuted? by the goblins for breaking into the vault 
in Deathly Hallows. I have I have to think this is akin to like breaking into Hitler's house to get the code to a secret vault right. where the key to his undoing lay. Like, are you really gonna prosecute I mean, the guy who does that? Harry was like a CIA that. agent. I would understand that too, more so like, you know, even like because they did break into the Ministry of Magic a couple of times if it was like a wizard organized thing, but these are goblins and like to get them to uh, recognize wizarding well, situations. Right, but Ooh, and I think goblins would be very litigious. And they'd be pissed. But however, he wouldn't be prosecuted. The Ministry of Magic wouldn't bring him up. Goblins might sue him. Uh, I wonder if they have a civil proceeding. There had to have been some kind of settlement because who paid to put all that back together? Harry the would dragon have paid back for and Harry would have paid for that. Or, or 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 the Ministry can decide that it comes from Bellatrix's vault. Ooh, yeah, I like that idea. I think I like they would that. be empowered to do that, right? I would think, right? I mean, I mean, they this whole Horcrux hunt did a lot of damage in a lot of places. Well, that was a fun question. Another question. Another question. This one is from Hank, and this one is kind of—it's going to be another one of those things where you're like, "Oh, well, you know, this, this has changed the whole book or whatever." But it's about Tom Riddle, Voldemort, and all that. Was Tom Riddle just born bad the way he was? This is kind of sort of a, sort of a two-part question. If he That's was born, great. for instance, to like the Weasleys, would he have turned out the way he did? And you know, if not. If so, or whatever, what can we presume happened in his life that set him off the way that he was? Wait, this is Voldemort we're talking about? Yeah. Well, I think insanity ran in his family, so there's that. It's like it's, it was just a mental illness from the beginning. It could have been genetic. Uh, I, I think that's part I'm of a it. firm believer of it's a harmony of nature and nurture. I think people, you know, like he, he obviously had the potential to be bad, but if he was in such a healthy environment, I, it could have been right. Like they could have, yeah, subdued. I don't know. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. But instead, he's also the product of a whole lot of incest. His whole family was nuts. Yeah. And I think the only thing that made him not like one of the rest of them was that it was a Muggle father, so it was different blood. And so yeah, that probably made him like that gave him at least functional. Yeah. Unlike his 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 mother and, and, and grandparent. But I think, but then he was in an orphanage. The ki- kids were mean. He he yeah. wasn't loved, and you know all and the compounded from there. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think compound is a perfect word to think about it because he was probably weird already, and so people kind of skirted back a little bit, which only worsened the problem. You know, like if if he was weird and people were like, "No, we got to be nice to him," blah blah blah. It may have like I think I think also like. Part of the reason he started to hate death so much at an early age is that he was so bitter about being in the orphanage, and he was only in the orphanage because his mother had the the gall to die, yeah. while while giving him, you know, so 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 immediately it was death is death is not an option for me. I will never die, and that just started him down this you know this impossible path. Once he found out that he had magical powers, it was like, well, fine, I will conquer death, you know, yeah, and that's it. The rest, if you're going to conquer death, you're going to have to knock some bodies over in the process, you know. And if you're out to conquer death, you're not the most sensitive to the natural order of things. No. No, 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 no. I love this next question here. What is it? Tell me right now. I want to hear it. Go. I'm going to like it. What is it? So, the, you know, at, at Grimmauld Place, the House of Black and all that, they did have some wizarding portraits, right? They had Felix Nigelis and all that. question is, 
What portraits do we think a, a grown-up Harry would have had in his house, in his family home? Oh, that's a good question. And, and, and who, who do we think he would have picked? Can a portrait be painted after someone dies, or does it have to be painted while they're alive? Well, who would have painted the picture? I like how every, every time we do, you say a question, Frankie answers with a new canon conundrum. <laughs> oh, shut up. Every <laughs> time. That, that approach is the hell. Okay, well, I'm just going to assume you can just paint a picture of whoever. So let's. Because yeah, who would have painted Snape yeah. as a head? Yeah, who would have painted Well, they, they might have had him because of head of Slytherin House. It might have been an automatic portrait. Yeah. Yeah, and it's you know, and he was headmaster, so it's. But you have to be able to paint them, but it has to, there has to be something. Because like, else. like let's just assume like your headmaster. So oh, he gets a portrait. Boom, no questions yeah, asked. Like on, on like the first day of class, they bring the portrait painter over to school, and yes. Snape sits up yes. in a little room, and they paint Snape. I would love for her to talk about how portraits are actually made, like if they're oh. wizarding painters. Or if it's just like a matter of like the essence of the person just materialize with a spell and a frame. And I think it'd be both. Poor Stephanie here really wants to know. Just know as as we know Harry, and as we know of how you know he did talk to you know his son Al- Albus Severus about you know how who he was named after. You would think if those portraits were in his house, he wouldn't have to be explaining this to him. Like it would be like, oh, see this man here, this you know, and they're. You're like, hello, you know, I'm I'm Albus, and I I was your your dad's headmaster at school and all this. So he's not familiar really with these folks, is he? With who? No. Do you think in, when Harry says, you know, you were named for two headmasters of Hogwarts? Do you think- I'm sure they've told him why he's got such a sucky name. But so so then maybe Harry t- telling him this is just reminding him, or do you think this is the first time that Albus heard about this? It's 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 got to be him. I think it's got to be him reminding him. I mean, I say sucky, but I mean like such an ominous, like overbearing. Come on. Albus Dumbledore has got to be written about like crazy yeah. all over the place. So same thing for Severus Snape because no, he, he, he ends grew, up in the. Yeah, he grew up knowing. probably hearing that or at any point yeah. when he was old enough to. He grew up hearing that. Was, I, how come they waited until the third kid to saddle him with all the names? Why do you do that? Well, I think it was because this kid had Lily's eyes. And so it's like, so it, it merited it. You know what I mean? Oh, like, my God. Poor kid. You yeah. name, well, my, my dad is the youngest of three, the, and he got my grandpa's name. You know, like, my, my, he has an older brother and an older sister. And my dad was the one who got the name. Yeah, got Frank. And I was the oldest, and I got the name. Because, like, my mom had, um, my mom carried a, I had an older brother who was stillborn. And they didn't name him because they wanted to name, like, they wanted the first, like, not that he wasn't their first son, but, you know what I mean? They, like, I got Frank rather than my older brother who passed away, like, the day before my mom had labor, you know? Mm. So it's like, I think it's different for each one. And I, I had curly black hair like my dad as a baby. And so, like, that's why what my mom wanted to name me Nicholas. And then when, we, when they saw me, they're like, okay, we'll name him Frankie. Because he, I look like my dad, so I can see how the, how him looking so much I like Harry, you know. But it's, but what, so it's really it's got Lily's eyes. So let's name you know, let's name. Like I, it's just frustrating. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't mean, think it, I, don't I see feel bad for. Oh, I, I think it's a beautiful heritage. It's like he he gets it, to carry that around. No, but Albus Severus Potter. It's like the three heaviest names in their entire in world. world in their whole universe, like <laughs> the three most famous people. It'd be like naming somebody like Miley. 
Uh, Miley. The Miley John. Miley, Miley really? is what you go to. I don't know. Miley Justin. Want to add to it? Miley. Miley Justin. Miley Timberlake. Miley Justin. Wait, Justin Bieber and Justin. Like I like how John's Obama. thinking. John's thinking that I'm thinking right. I'm thinking Obama. I'm thinking Mandela. I'm thinking Gandhi. Oh, worldly, John's worldly. Like, Melissa here. John's like Miley. Miley Justin. Not worldly, but these are the most like important people yeah. in our. You know, you know, these are very important world <laughs> world figures, and you go. But Miley. if but Miley, if anybody Miley has Bieber. the right to name somebody that, it's it's it would be Potter. He was it's affected true, by all but, three. Uh, you know, if anybody has that right, it's him. Yeah. If someone else named their kid that, like, come on. How many other people do you think in the Wizarding World were probably naming their kids Albus? I would. That I happens got, a lot when you know someone's super important or whatever. Like, it could, yeah. could have turned into the most popular like, name after the Dumbledore, war. Dumbledore, like, he helped a lot of people. You know, like. Do you think? Do you think his reputation was repaired after Rita? Oh sure, of course. Harry. Wood I don't know. Sure a lie gets around the world, you know. Dumbledore? Yeah. People love to believe the crap. You know this. Yeah, yeah people like, still think that Obama's not a citizen. True, <laughs> but like after the after the war and after everything that would have came out about how the ministry would have been under Voldemort's control, like, you'll still have, have those like, like crazy old people who are like rah, 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 who just and then there'll be the people you're like okay uh huh grandpa okay you don't argue with them because there's no point it's pearls before swine. So then I, right. think, I think the most interesting question to this though is that sometimes we assume. That we could, knowing Harry's upbringing and knowing how little he knew of, of the magical world prior to him going on the train, his first time, is why would Albus be in that situation too? Because he grew up in a magical household. Harry would have been proud of their heritage. He would have wanted the kids to know in ways that he didn't. But he probably also protected them too from the celebrity in the same way that Joe protects her kids from the, yeah. the celebrity. Yeah, that's a good point. But I would think that he wouldn't keep them oblivious. No, I don't think he's oblivious. I don't like, do you think they're oblivious? But I'm just. Saying, I don't think like, Harry is. It's that kind of fame. I don't think it's that kind of. I mean, it is. He definitely is f- totally famous. F- I mean, God. Yeah. But I don't think it's. It's. I don't think the Wizarding World has the same. The same obsess. The same level of obsessive culture that we have that requires Joe to have all the protections she has. I think that he would have the most fame that anybody has in their world. But I. I, I don't. I don't see him. I see them still being able to live a semi-normal life, but you're not going to get to like age five before somebody says you, your dad's Harry Potter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So then, so then it comes back to the original question, like what portraits would he have kept in his house, in a house that has... <laughs> okay, I would say definitely everyone. the Marauders. Yeah. Uh, so he could be chatting with like his parents. I don't know about his dad though. Wouldn't that be freaky? Wouldn't you think that deceased parents in 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 portraits would be freaky right after they die? Wouldn't yeah. you think? I think yeah. I, I would argue that's probably why portraits probably aren't the most common thing, right? <laughs> because it's like, oh, really? I would love the <laughs> idea that they're really, really expensive or very, very complicated magically. I would, I would, I would put money on the fact that it's extremely complicated magic. That's why we're probably like. Rich people have them and state heads. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because then, why wouldn't every Hogwarts student have a portrait of their of their favorite, you know, celebrity singer or pop icon that they can? Carry but there is the whole them. wizarding card thing. You think he's gonna? You expect him to sit around her all day? Well, those are probably a lot a lot cheaper <laughs> and poor imitations. Yeah. And they don't talk. Oh, there. It's probably a photograph. That, those are probably photographs, not portraits. Yeah. That's different because the the photographs are just that moment. Okay, never mind. That's. 
I'm glad I, I'm glad to include that. I think they'd have. I think in in their study they'd have Dumbledore. I think Harry would like to have a version of Dumbledore in there. Dumbledore to to probably cannot not imagine Snape. putting Snape as much as he as much as he respected Snape in the end. That's not somebody you want around talking to you. Yeah, no, no. no. Plus, Snape um, wouldn't hang around. Snape wouldn't hang around that portrait. He'd go off visiting some because the portrait has to want to be there too. Yeah, but Snape would not want to sit in the household staring at like <laughs> yeah, staring at Harry. No, no talk no. about an afterlife punishment. Oh my god. Yeah, he's a glutton for pain, but I don't know that much. <laughs> I could see Sirius for some reason, mm-hmm. for sure, because he was like, that's the closest thing to a legitimate father figure he had. Well, no, Lupin, too. Probably some Quidditch people. Well, you would think that if he did have his parents on there, he'd be just, like, spending so much time, like, trying to get to know them. But, like, it would need to be a See, detail. I, I, would, I would, like, argue that he... W- of all the Marauder, he would not have his parents in there because I think the part of the portrait's magic is reflection. And since he never knew his parents, it's not like they're going to – it's not going to stir or remind him of any memory of them. It's just its just like, oh, my parents. It would be different because he knew Sirius. He yeah. knew Lupin. And so when he sees these pictures, it's like, oh, like I know those guys. You know, like I, I would even argue that maybe he would purposely not have his parents because he never really knew them. Maybe. I don't know. Well, it goes back to wondering, like, how much of the person's history is a portrait aware of? Could, like, James and, and, you know, sit down with Harry and be all like, you know, this is what happened the night that I died. And, oh, you know, we really weren't sure about Peter all these years. And, like, yeah, how I much don't... knowledge does a portrait contain? Like, how, how big is the hard drive there? I don't know. I would I like love that. to talk about how that. How big the hard drive? Questions for Joe. Put it in the file. I would like to think, though, just getting back to what I said originally, like to limit like what happens. I think that I would argue the portrait has to be painted while the subject's alive, because otherwise, what's stopping them from painting any dead person they want and talking to them? But I think I think there has to be some other element. I think anybody can paint a dead person, but if they don't have any have something else, something well, about them, a yeah. kinship with them, you're the right yeah. person to do it. You were then you, they're not going to have any information. Well, I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'm wrong. This. No, I, I agree, Here it is. but. Sorry, step on you, but I just got the most brilliant idea. This is exactly what it is. I'm positive. In in other instances of assuming somebody's person, like the polyjuice, you need a piece of them. So certainly the paint needs to have a piece of the person, like a physical, like a hair or whatever. But that would be why you couldn't paint somebody long since dead. You can't paint, you know, picture Jesus or somebody because you would need a piece of the person. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say before, like it's sort of like polyjuice. You need like a piece of their hair, or you need something that has their essence. You can't duplicate a portrait, so like every new one that you make is probably unique and would need its own hair every time. But plus, also, you probably need you also need to have their permission to be painted. So I guess Snape gave his permission. Snape probably had to be painted for the Slytherin house to begin with. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 all you guys, are, like, I agree with everything you're saying, and I think it even kind of goes with, I, I think they do have to be alive when the portrait is painted. Or at least the portrait had to be started by the time, like, when they were alive. Because, yeah. can you polyjuice into a dead person? We talked about this once in the no. show. No, because they can't polyjuice into Moody or anything. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. Be, I don't know. We, we're not- I don't know. But why would you, if he's known to be dead? Yeah. Yeah. Would, uh... Do you think Harry has had portraits commissioned of him, or just in, people insisted upon having a portrait of him for all, everything that he did for the Wizarding World? Like maybe yes. at, the, at the Ministry or something? yeah, but he probably only permitted like one for Hogwarts or something. You know, 
Gotta or maybe didn't even permit any of them. He probably doesn't want. Do you want yourself talking at you? Like, I I wouldn't want that. Maybe. No, they're asleep, though. They're probably asleep until, like, they, they probably don't wake up until yeah. you're, you can't talk to your, your like, so, wasn't it? So, it, so, wait, hold on a second. Doesn't Dumbledore's portrait just appear in the, in the room at, yeah, like, moments after he died? Yeah. It could just occur. On a person's death. Yeah, it could be a spell. I mean, we can come up with our best ideas, but there's literally no canon. Yeah, there's nothing to, to, to dictate to how this that. happens. So I, I would really love to ask her at some point if we ever had the opportunity to talk more yeah. about this. So I think it is one of the most reoccurring conundrums here with, with you know people. That's how, that's how that works, really. So It's interesting. It's a fun question to think about. Yeah. I really would love an answer on it just because it's magic and it's art. Well, do you guys have any um, anything, any conclusions that have been sitting in your heads? Because that's all I have from the emails today. Guys, that's a lot of conclusions. A lot of conclusions. I love conclusions. Just enough time for Frankie's new segment here. What's my I'm new so segment? I'm excited. Your, I'm excited what this segment is. It's funny. Genius it's, idea. It's not really unique to Frankie, but um, oh. this actually occurred to me when I was walking around to the beach filming that video that uh, Alex Carpenter, the Remus Lupins, and Christina Horner, Parcel Mouths. Put together, and John yes. and John did. Oh yeah, I mean I didn't do anything but walk around and dance and dance a little bit. It's a pretty cute video. We posted about it on Leaky. You might yeah. have seen it. You uh, what, how does it go? You have a crush on Rock Run 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 You go to all the cons. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it's so yeah, good. It's, it's a it's a parody to Kesha's "We Are Who We Are" as a Harry Potter fan. And yeah, it's but it's <laughs> and it had me thinking. Like here we are in 2010, 2011. Sorry, we have LeakyCon coming up, and we have a lot of people that are still very much into Harry Potter and uh, doing lots of different things with it. So I thought maybe we would have a little bit of like a segment called like I don't know, like like Harry Potter today or something, something that just speaks of as things that are happening with Harry Potter fans that we may or may not be connected to, like officially, but just to be fun to talk about. Obviously, our big one that we're connected to is LeakyCon, but there's a lot happening online with Harry Potter. There's Harry Potter stuff all over Tumblr. Tumblr's huge right now. Harry Potter memes are popping up everywhere, and there's a whole lot happening on YouTube, of course, too. So I thought maybe we could highlight a couple things a week. I was, I was popping around on YouTube and uh, just looking up Harry Potter stuff, and I saw that some of the biggest YouTubers right now online for whatever reason have been doing a lot of harry potter related videos recently including this kid named shane dawson he did a harry potter video so many he's did been, he? he's been look. Uh, involved with this other channel called uh, oh, take, like 180. take 180 yeah and there's some really funny stuff going on it's messed up <laughs> but yeah. i love him it's it's a really kind of like kind of i don't i wouldn't i don't want to say adult humor but more of a more of a kind it's of definitely mature it's definitely rated R. Not, not, not definitely R. Sure Harry Potter not R. No. Some of it is, but like, there's like this. There's this one where um, it's like uh, this this da- um, a-, a dating service for for purebloods, and you can decide whether or not you <laughs> want to go out with Voldemort or with Bellatrix or with Snape. And um, I wanted to play a couple of those clips because those are easy to to put in audio form. Yeah, totally. And then uh, I'll put the links here in the show notes to check them out. So we're not just dumping every single Harry Potter YouTube video on here at once. Let's just stick with those for this week. Um, some of the funny Take 180 videos 
And then, of course, the recent uh, you know, We Are Lightning Scars parody from Alex and Christina. Um, for the it's tour. so fun. Can we play it like right here? Can you play the song? Yeah, I want to hear it. And play that song here now. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I want to play a quick what camera clip. was used for this. Uh, Luke's 7D. It's, it's awesome ridiculous. Camera. Yeah, it's a very cool camera. Yeah, it's very cool camera. For Pete's sake. Oy. Yeah, and a quick little bit here from the uh, pure, uh, pure Blood dating site videos. <coughs> Gee, I never thought I'd find myself on a website like this, but. My enemies talked me into it. My name is he who must not be named. But you can call me Voldy. Gosh, I'm so nervous. It's awkward to have to talk about myself like this. Um, my hobbies include torturing and murdering muggles, spreading chaos and terror throughout the wizarding world, and anagrams. My philosophy in life is... Work hard, spell hard. I came on this site because I'm tired of playing games where no one dies. I prefer the more fatal kinds of games. And yeah, what else is going on for Harry Potter fans today, you guys? You know, I feel like the climate and the whole environment has changed significantly. Since it's all YouTube now. It's all just podcast. fun stuff. Just fun. People having fun with it. There's no like urgency anymore because obviously there's no... There's really just the movie. Yeah. And so it's just people just interpreting it their own ways, having parodies, doing, having fun. Yeah. It's nice. I like it. It's a nice, fun way to be right now. It's, yeah. it's fun because I feel like, you know, <laughs> when we started the show, obviously, you know, there wasn't YouTube. Well, there was YouTube. I mean, it was... It, was, <laughs> it, was new. it wasn't what it is today. It is no. today. And I well, think- the, the viewer was like a third the size. Yeah. It's just an awesome yeah. stage, you know. And, and it's it, an undiscriminating and, stage. Yeah, and it makes sense that things have kind of went that way. Even, even uh, you know, like like podcasts took off when we started them. You know, YouTube's huge right now because it's so attainable. And so, yeah, that's pretty much that's what's on our radar for this week on uh, Harry Potter on the, Day or whatever we're calling this. We're calling it HPTD. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a disease. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a you I, know I had a fun name for it earlier and I forgot, but. Anyway, if you guys um, you want to email us or tweet at us, of course, things that you know about that are happening in Harry Potter today or something funny you saw on Facebook or Tumblr or you think it's worth bringing to our attention, please go ahead and do that. Tweet at us, like we said, at Pottercast or 
email staff at podcast.com or put it on our Facebook wall. We'll find it there. Whatever fun way you want to get a hold of us. There's, there's a lot of things to talk about. Next episode, of course, is um, a lot of a lot of bands going on tour coming up or people mm-hmm. putting out new songs and Wizard Rock. Ramping and, up for uh, the summer. Cool. Cool beans, guys. Let's go to the wrap-up. Drums. 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 I can hear drum, drum, drums. So I have some, I have some uh, news. Oh, fun. My book is coming out this week in Brazil. Nice. It's very exciting. It's very cool. Um, Say it so in yeah. Brazilian. Or I gotta tell you though, the, I, I I keep I have to make a blog post about this, but I, I can't remember my login to the Harry History site because I suck. No, because I changed computers in between the last time I updated it, so I can't find the stupid password. But I will I will eventually break into it and um, post that um, the, the Brazil publishers just got it so right. They got this blog going and they interview a new fan every day, and it's all about people talking about their love of Harry Potter and their lo- and the, their time and the phenomenon. It's just they got it. They like they totally. Totally, totally get what the book is about, and it makes me so excited. And every day I look, there's more Brazilian people following me on Twitter, and there's more people looking, uh, talking about it. And Potterish is all on it, and they're awesome. And uh, club, there's a there's a slug. It's called the Slug Club. It's but in Portuguese, it's one of the, one of these sites. They talk about it as well, and um, it's so it's so cool to see such renewed excitement and forever for the phenomenon, and to see my book as a vessel for that. It's ah, it's awesome. So um, I hope everybody. Yeah, I hope any Brazilian uh, or, or um, uh, Portuguese listeners enjoy. I know it's 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 Brazil. It's coming out in Brazil, not Portugal, but it is actually in Portuguese now. So that's the exciting part. So, I'm Portuguese. My grandparents could read Portuguese. You Portuguese. So what else do you guys got going on this week? Yeah, I think I am going to do a third volume of my sketchbook in the next couple months. So I'm not sure if I'm going to do it yet because I don't, I don't know if it'd be very popular. But I'm thinking about it. So keep fun. your eyes, keep Twitter, keep your eyes on Twitter and my Facebook if I'm going to do it. Very cool. And actually, that that reminds me, news came out recently in the tech world that the iPhone 3GS has been released for only forty nine dollars, which is pretty cool and i would imagine a lot of people who didn't previously have iphones might get in on that now i bring it up because while we haven't made them yet for the iphone 4 uh, we have some awesome house colored um stickers for the iphone that fit um, the 3gs and the 3g and um they're really cool they look like basically they look like house ties um, that's yeah those are so much fun yeah they're great and we have all the houses left still how much were we previously selling them for? Do you remember? Five? I think I think we we, we could get away with them at, at three at this point. Um, yeah. Why not? And, uh, yeah. The iPhone got discounted. Why not the stickers? Exactly. Exactly. So you can actually find those at thecauldronshop.com. And uh, we'll put a link to there to that uh, at the end of the show, too. Yeah. They're pretty awesome. I have one on, on my phone. Or I did before I got the iPhone 4, anyway. But actually, they still kind of fit the new one, just not not so not as well. They're like a a, a vinyl sticker that you can peel on and off. And yeah, it's pretty cool. And the glass on the new iPhone 4 is great, so it's easy. Yeah, totally. So yeah, check those out. Those are pretty cool. Yeah, those are awesome. Awesome. High energy. Woo-hoo. High energy. Woo! I am psyched. I had fun today, you guys. Fun. I did a I... fun doing podcast. All right. So I'll keep twiddling those dials. The next password shall be unauthorized. Keep each other safe. 
Keep faith. Good, Good night. night. We missed it. Dobby is free. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when we're having fun. <laughs>